I'm Ziona Eob, and this is The Tree Podcast, conversations about communicating climate action. This time around, we're talking about coal, climate change, and health. In fact, over the last few years, talking about climate and health has become a lot more common. Mostly what I'm really, really excited to see happening is uh, doctors who have traditionally been really nerdy and not at all good at organizing uh, are starting to develop organizational skills themselves and hook up with people who do that professionally. That's Dr. Courtney Howard, a Canadian ER physician based in Yellowknife, Canada, who's also on the board of CAPE, Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. The smell of coal hangs from my skin. I've run this train from city to city. CAPE, and a number of organizations composed of those nerdy medical professionals, that's her words, not mine, recently made headlines when they spoke up for climate and health, ahead of this year's G7 meetings in Japan. Japan happens to be the worst of the G7 countries when it comes to phasing out coal. We managed to get uh, 82 organizations from 30 countries uh, representing more than 300,000 doctors, nurses, and public health professionals to sign on and say, hey, G7 leaders, when you show up in Japan, please include um, discussions around coal phase out in your health uh, discussions. There's plenty of reason for the leaders of the world's seven largest economies to have coal, climate, and health on their agenda. Vlatka Mananowicz is from the NGO HEAL, the Health and Environment Alliance. The numbers she has about coal, climate, and health are staggering. Coal, coal power plants in Europe are causing around 18,000 premature deaths in Europe plus around 7,000 in Western Balkans, plus 2,800 in Turkey, which, if you would sum up, but uh, would bring us almost to 30,000 uh, premature deaths. Coal power plants are a major risk factor to health, uh, but of course the burden on health, human health is twofold, and this is from air pollution, but as well climate change. I mean, you all know that uh, Coal is the most carbon-intensive energy source. Same in uh, Europe. It co- it's contributing around 20% of total greenhouse uh, gas emissions here in Europe. Uh, and um, uh, we see growing and evidence here for European region um, how uh, we will experience health impacts from climate change. The number regarding premature deaths from coal in the U.S. are similar to Vladka's number for Europe. What's even more concerning is that most of these numbers are considered conservative estimates. Because they do not include a range of health conditions related to, ex- um, to, exposure, uh, to exposure to uh, air pollution. Just to mention some uh, cost for strokes. None of mercury pollution is included in those figures, none of lung cancer or COPD, none of uh, cognitive development in children. Uh, And of course, this is just from the part of life cycle of coal, and this accounts for only emissions from burning coal, but not um, from mining or waste disposal or any of the indirect uh, costs to health from um, from climate change or 
rising CO2 emissions. Beyond the numbers, there's another key takeaway for communicating the health impacts of burning coal. It revolves around the fact that the impacts are twofold, direct and indirect. Dr. Howard explains these impacts are especially noticeable in places like northern Canada. The game itself is changing, so caribou herds are really decreasing a lot, uh, and that's a staple food for people up here, so that's a big deal. Um, so impact on food security, impact on potential for trauma, um, both of those um, actually change culture. As you can imagine, there's traditional sharing rituals um, that are really important to community life. Uh, the role of the hunter is very important in community life. And uh, so all of those changes are, you know, they're, they're changing uh, traditional ceremonies um, or just the, the, some of the concrete details of them in terms of what happens. And uh, they're also um, causing documented uh, distress in terms of mental health impacts. Um, there's a researcher from Cape Breton University named Ashley Consilu Willox who's done some work on uh, mental health effects in the Arctic, uh, in the Inuit of uh, Northern Labrador. And uh, there's a word called solastalgia that has been coined, which uh, basically means feeling homesick while you're still at home uh, because the environment's changing so rapidly around. The changes in the environment around you come in so many forms. Whether you're a caribou hunter in Canada or someone breathing polluted air downwind from a coal power plant in Europe. It all takes a toll and, as Vladka says, it's a bill that has gone unpaid. This continued reliance on coal um, comes with a price that decision makers are hardly aware of. And that is what we call the unpaid health bill bill and this is why this bill is actually paid by individuals or national healthcare budgets societies and not those and not those um, who are responsible for for pollution the cost of this pollution is massive when heel looked at the unpaid health bills coal was racking up in the five western balkan nations of europe the tab reached 8.5 billion euros so in terms of direct and indirect impacts, the cost of it all is another part of communicating the story of coal, health, and climate. As Vlatka explains, communicating this is all about making connections, and that often starts with focusing on pollution. Air pollution is now the world's largest single environmental health risk. From that angle, usually we also uh, frame our messaging, Hill's messaging, um, about climate or about coal. Um, of course, if you speak about climate, that will lead you to emissions, that can lead you to or will lead you to air pollution and will lead you to a number of uh, health impacts. Or you can turn it around and speak about health impacts uh, that are um, aggravated from um, air pollution. Then, of course, you would come to emissions and those sources. And with those dots now connected, forwards and backwards, it's easy to see why so much about climate change is now being communicated through a health lens, be it the G7 in Japan or beyond. A big thanks to our guests for this podcast, Dr. Courtney Howard of CAPE and Vladka Meninovich of HEAL. 
thanks to Joe Uline and the Uliners for letting us sample their tunes. As for me, I'm Ziona Eob for The Tree Podcast, a product of the Global Call for Climate Action. To learn more about our network and subscribe to our podcast, please visit treealerts.org. Until next time, everyone.